will gather here at this time and give some guided meditation instructions and at the end of the session time for questions. But as I said last night, because of the simplicity of the theme of practice of this retreat, mainly working with the breath, there will be a lot of repetition in the instructions. And so the basis of our practice is this connection with the breath what we'll be talking to you a lot about is the attitude with which you hold that practice. And that's what's so important in this retreat and in this practice. And we'll be saying again and again the emphasis on relaxation, contentment, leading to stillness. This is the progression we'll be doing over and over again. So as we begin our formal session this morning, taking a moment to check in with your posture, as much as possible wanting to find a posture that you can settle into and remain relatively still through the period of meditation. But we're always finding that balance because we also want to have the body be comfortable. Especially in the beginning of the retreat, it's natural that the body goes through some adjustment to the schedule and the sitting posture. So even though there is an inclination towards stillness, it's also important that you're comfortable. So each of us finding that balance, if you need to move during the session, that's totally fine to just make that adjustment with, with mindfulness, with some care and attention. But we try as much as possible to begin with that sense of relaxation of kindness towards the body, whatever that looks like for you. So finding a grounded seating, sitting posture, if you're sitting on the floor, that there's a real sense of support um, through the, the buttocks and the knees and the ankles, that there's enough support and softness for you. If you're in a chair, that your feet can be flat on the floor, that there's not a sense of straining in the legs and the chair is supporting you and all of us will probably have to adjust through the retreat to find that sitting posture and also recognizing that there is no one perfect sitting posture that doing this for hours on end it's it's inevitable that some discomfort even pain may happen we don't sit to encourage pain we certainly want to work skillfully with that but a little bit is is probably just going to happen, and I'm sure you're aware of that. So we respond skillfully and with compassion to that. It's not that we adjust and fidget with each little discomfort, but we find that balance in the posture. Allowing your spine to be relatively straight and upright, so there's a sense of dignity in the sitting posture. Often find uh, I can encourage that posture by taking a few deeper breaths and on the in-breath really letting the body expand and lift and lengthen really uh, like you're a someone has a string drawing your head up from the crown of the head with the in-breath and then on the out-breath relaxing a little and doing that a few times enables you to get that sense of a, of, of a balanced posture one that's upright alert has some energy to it, and then that little bit of softness. So a really helpful way to begin each sitting period with that balancing of the posture.
Even though we're going to be focused primarily on the breath, it's a body-based practice. So with this encouragement to relaxation and ease, also can be skillful to start with a brief body scan. So we'll do that just to encourage relaxation. So again, in, in, out of this dignified posture, the eyes are closed, the lips are gently touching, beginning to just go through the body in whatever way works for you, particularly focusing on places where you know you hold tension and seeing if you can gently release and relax there. Again, not pushing away, trying to control or manipulate, but out of kindness and compassion. So starting in the head, the forehead and the eyes, that the eyes are just gently closed. Commonplace to over-effort is around the eyes, so a good place to check in to see if there's this balanced relaxation. The cheeks and the jaw. So the teeth aren't clenched, the jaw is relaxed, the lips gently touching, The throat, soft, letting your shoulders drop. Again, can be a place that we unconsciously tighten and have those shoulders lifted unnecessarily, allowing the shoulders and the shoulder blades to just release and drop. Moving your attention through the chest and the belly and we want to allow the air to move easily in and out. So if we can soften in those areas, and it's amazing how habitually we can tighten, especially around the diaphragm and the belly. So we might want to come back periodically, just checking in and softening, using the breath to bring softness to those areas. And down through the back, and the shoulder blades, the mid and lower back. Can you release and relax? Going down through the right arm and then the left arm and hands. Just letting them rest very naturally and easily, however you have them positioned. Can they feel supported in the sitting posture? Sometimes little physical movements in these areas can help just soften and relax. In the whole pelvic region, sitting bones and the genitals, again, softening, relaxing, releasing as much as possible, as much as you are able. And then down through the right leg, upper leg, the thigh, lower leg and foot. Using your attention to scan through the leg and just inviting relaxation and softness. Same with the left leg. Right down to the toes, 
So out of this sense of having pervaded the body with mindfulness and invited relaxation and softness, we begin to be more curious about the impact of the breath on the body. And our recommendation is to start in a very spacious way with this curiosity about the breath, not wanting to get too tight or refined in the beginning. Let the breath come to you. So with this awareness of the whole body, begin to notice the movement of the breath, the impact of the breath on the body, all the places that you might feel breath energy. So a little curiosity. Notice the breath coming in at the nostrils, down through the throat, expanding the chest and abdomen, and then the reverse cycle. But the breath can be felt far more broadly than that. So again, just with a kind of curiosity, exploration. The shoulders lift as you breathe in. The back expands. Perhaps your arms respond to the breath. What about the pelvic region or the legs? Just with a very soft, spacious awareness, being curious about the movement of the breath energy through the body. not trying to track it in detail with a lot of focus. This is a a spacious, soft awareness that's just noticing, receptive to the movement of the breath in and out. I have one teacher who actually encourages us as a way not to get sticky about the breath, to see if you can notice the breath in the top of your head. Breathe in and out through the top of your head. Just take a breath or two. It's kind of a koan because is there breath energy there? Perhaps you don't feel anything, but you just direct the attention there, the soft, spacious attention. Breathe in and out through your eyes. Breathe in and out through the back of your neck. or your hands. Again, these are just some suggestions to loosen the stickiness we can sometimes have around the breath, where we get tight, contracted, overly focused and efforting. Always beginning with this sense of spaciousness, letting the breath come to you as you sit quiet and receptive to breath energy.
For some of you, it may work to stay with this more spacious awareness of breath. For the early days of the retreat or for some time, it's a practice that works for you. For other people, it might naturally happen that the attention becomes more refined or subtle. And it's easier to be steady with the breath in a single place like the nostrils the chest or abdomen. Again, you can just see what works for you, but beginning from this place of openness and ease, letting the refinement of awareness of breath come very naturally. Just a kind of inclination of awareness. And so if that happens naturally, Just letting the awareness rest in this place. Finding the stillness in the movement of the breath, the stillness through the steadiness of attention. If you find that you get tight or contracted, begin again, open up with that spaciousness that we began this period with. There's no right or wrong way to do this. It's an exploration of stillness in movement. The training is of the mind. We're not training the breath. We're encouraging this attitude of calm receptivity towards breath energy. Always willing to begin again, not trying to hold on to the breath for the whole period. Each moment, each breath is a new beginning, a new possibility to connect and sustain with this in-breath and this out-breath. If you find you're getting sleepy or dull, which is very common in early days of retreat, you can use the breath to bring more energy. Breathe a little more deeply. Sit up a little straighter. Be engaged in your practice, not just a passive witness. You can always stand in the meditation, and we'll include that as a practice later in the day. So that we really keep affirming this intention to be present, not out of a sense of struggle or forcing, but because that's our preference. That's our aspiration. And so we look for what supports that aspiration to be present, to be connected, to be relaxed, compassionate, and still.
sooner or later thoughts will entice you away from the breath thoughts of past or future not getting into a struggle with thinking but just as soon as you recognize that you've been lost in thought being willing to begin again gently connecting with the breath with a sense of spaciousness and ease and starting again taking a few moments if it's helpful to bring that sense of relaxation receptivity there's plenty of time in this retreat no need to have a sense of forcing or pressure beginning again over and over with kindness
perhaps <coughs> perhaps one of the biggest challenges on a retreat like this is that it can seem like a goal-oriented practice. We call it a concentration retreat. We talk about concentration. It's inevitable that one thinks, I should get concentrated. I want to get concentrated. I must get concentrated. And working skillfully with that intention is going to really form the foundation of your retreat. All of us up here have over-efforted in concentration. I'm sure most, if not all, of you have done and will do again. It doesn't seem to matter how many times we say it or I say it to myself. We have that tendency as human beings. If you put a goal out there, the mind wants to get it, wants to grab it. And yet, that's, uh, what's the word? um, Counterproductive, thank you, Temple. It's counterproductive. Uh, We are going to be emphasizing again and again that the supports for developing your concentration are relaxation and contentment. And so you've got these two poles of, I want to get concentrated, relaxation and contentment and somehow balancing these two, noticing even the subtlest forms of striving uh, is going to be really important. So we'll be saying over and over again, and right from the beginning, if you can keep having uh, these reminders about relaxation and contentment. I, I spoke last night about the seven factors that support concentration. I begin that list with relaxation. So every sitting, every walking, every time you remember, oh, relax, settle back. Let the breath come to me. This is going to be so helpful. And then contentment or happiness. As you leave the hall and walk outside, it's the classic West Marin summer day. Cool in the morning, the sun's come out, beautiful nature. Let yourself feel that. Continuity of practice, even more than on a regular retreat. Again, not to do it with, I need to get there or, or you know, force that. Let it develop naturally, but keep it in mind, this continuity of practice, the balanced effort, not too tight, not too loose, inviting calm and stillness. This can really be supported by slowing down a little, not walking incredibly microscopically slow. doesn't have to be, you know, a real sort of breaking of the energy, but just a, a, a reminder, oh, I, I don't have to go anywhere fast or do anything at any speed. So just this little bit of slowing down right from the beginning. And then simplicity, really renouncing the busyness of life, of all of those distractions. It's amazing how many distractions there can be in one little 7 by 11 room. You know, you've only brought a suitcase full of stuff. It can keep you occupied for hours, sorting and evaluating and cleaning. Let it go. Let it go. And then surrendering just to this simple practice again and again and again. These will be our reminders throughout the retreat. I'll post that on the board just in case it's helpful. And just to say a little bit about how the day will unfold today and most days. um, The schedule is very similar to what we usually do, sitting, walking, meals, etc. One difference to many retreats is the sit before lunch is an hour long. 
we've actually had trouble when we've had practice leaders, they refuse to believe us and they ring the bell after 45 minutes. It's an hour long. It goes from 11.30 until 12.30. That can be challenging for a lot of people, but in concentration, the length of time of just stillness really does help. So all of us will work up to that. You know, it's again, not that you, it's not a vow hour like Venerable Goenka does where you sit and you don't move. Really, you know, work with it as practice. Today in the sitting temple, we'll lead it, and he'll lead you in some standing meditation, which is a great way to work with the body and keep the practice going uh, during these longer sitting periods. So really encourage you to include standing meditation in this retreat. He'll also, um, as he said, lead uh, the eight pre well, go through the five precepts, take them again, but offer the eight precepts for those of you who want to do that. And also perhaps eating meditation, a few words. Uh, because it's right before lunch. Again, it's a little different practicing in this way um, than normal. So he'll give all of that at the 11.30 sitting. Uh, this Every day at, a, at the 4 o'clock uh, sitting, there'll be a guided meditation, usually on metta, loving-kindness, as I said last night, a concentration practice. So I encourage you to come to that. It's a great support. And we'll begin the interview process tomorrow. We like to allow a day for everyone to settle in. So tomorrow we'll talk more about the interview schedule and how that will work. So I think that was all. Now I'm going to turn to Temple, who's going to give... Oh, well, just, are there any questions? I knew there was something else. Any questions about the practice or anything I've said so far? Yes. Recording them, you mean here? Yeah. I think we'll go, we can and we will. Sure. So we, we're trying to record all the instructions, so we will. Thank you. Yes. If we're having a lot of trouble uh, reaching relaxation because of pain in mm. the body, um, is lying meditation an option? So if there's a lot of trouble being relaxed because of pain in the body, is lying meditation off? an option. Yes, it definitely is. Recommend that you do it in your room, though. Some people have medical approval to lie down in the hall, but we don't want to make it a general uh, thing because it just gets kind of contagious. But to do a period of lying down meditation, to do it in your room, on your bed, or I don't know if there's any other spaces, not really. Probably that I think it's totally fine. And I have one teacher who recommends that everyone does a period of lying down meditation a day just to feel that sense of relaxation in the body. So definitely do it, but not that you sit in the hall and then lie down in your place and get up again because it, 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 it uh, gets too much. Yes, at the back. What are the Temple will talk about that at l uh, in the sit, but the, the kicker one is not eating after the noonday meal, the noontime meal, so not eating after lunch, but he'll yeah, well, he'll talk about that at the, at the uh, thing. Yeah. I, I find myself in focusing on the breath to be more acutely aware of scents and smells and also of the temperature of the air. Mm -hmm. So this, he says he's, in focusing on the breath, he's more aware of the sense and smell and the temperature in the breath itself. So in the beginning, we take the breath however we receive it. Whatever you notice about the breath, however it presents itself, to bring this sense of 
curiosity or relaxation. After some time, and again we'll be doing this in the instructions, we want to simplify that. Um, but I don't, wouldn't want to even start with that. So if that's what you notice, fine. We're really, as I said, we're not training the breath, we're training the steadiness of attention. So if that's engaging for you and there can be the steadiness with that and you're not getting too conceptual about it or this and that or whatever, um, then that's fine. And as I said, over the days, we'll be pointing towards and even naturally a simplification of the awareness of the breath can develop. Yes? So Temple will talk about walking meditation in a moment. Yes. It's not striving. I feel that I often get good results from making a really strong effort. Mm-hmm. Could you just talk a little bit about making a difference in a wise effort? So the question is he, uh, about striving. He get, can get really focused with a strong effort or intention, and what's the difference between balanced effort? We'll probably give a whole talk about this because it's so important, but just to say briefly, you can get somewhat concentrated through strong intention and effort, and that can be helpful at times. But it can only take you so far. At some point, that intention, whether it gets too tight or gets distorted in some way, will crumble, and then we're almost back you know, behind where we were. So it's a constant exploration of what that right balance is. We do have to have intention. As I said, this practice takes effort. But all of us go too far and then too loose and then too... So it's just an exploration. If the intention and the strong uh, motivation or uh, or aspiration works for you, as I said, Essen Goenka does these vow hours of not moving. They're very concentrating, but most of us crash a little bit afterwards. So you just explore in that realm. Each person is going to be different, and we'll be talking a lot about this as the retreat goes on. Okay, last one. I should finish in the temple. Right. So it's a common experience of controlling the breath, over-efforting, almost panting. And again, we'll be talking about this, and certainly you can talk about it in your interviews uh, with your teacher. It's a very common experience that as soon as we direct our attention towards a particular aspect of our experience. The mind wants to jump on it and manipulate it, control it. We do it with many aspects of our lives, so it's understandable that we do it with our breath. The main thing I would say is, and I I know this is not sort of simple or easy, is not to worry about that. Uh, We're not training to have a certain kind of breath. We're training the attention to be with the breath, however it is. And if you can let go of the thought that this, I shouldn't be doing this, that the breath shouldn't be like this, it shouldn't be tight or panting, there can be more of a curiosity about the breath. And then we can work with the attitude or the the breath itself. But to start from this place of any breath will do, any breath will do. We can also talk more again in interviews, it'll be more able to fine-tune your practice of starting perhaps even more spaciously with sounds, you know, that that we let go of the breath at times if if the mind really can't get interested or relaxed around the breath. So there are lots of options for you, but the main thing is not to make it wrong that the breath is this way. It's just the breath. Can I get 
curious about the breath as it is, and then if that can invite some openness, the breath itself can start to moderate just very naturally. So it's just a short answer to, I know we'll work more with it as the days go by, the temple level. So in this practice, on this retreat, the walking meditation is also a chance to um, gather our attention on the experience of breathing. So that'd be different than other retreats where you'd go maybe more to the soles of your feet or into the legs to feel that. So the basic practice is to find a place uh, as you might normally do and walk back and forth. Um, And in that, see if you can feel what it's like to breathe as you just walk back and forth. A couple of things to say about that. Um, One, because we're working with the breath all day long, as opposed to changing uh, directions for our attention, um, you can get a little bit um, uh, strained in that relationship. Like all day long, I'm just with the breath. So if your attitude becomes a little bit, um, uh, they're either bored in a way, you don't have a good relationship with the breath and you want to change directions, you stay with the breath and see if you can refresh in your mind, relax your mind, and just begin again. It's just another breath. It's just another breath. So if you're like, oh my God, the breath all day long, that's an attitude coming on. And you relax that attitude. Hmm, It's just the breath. I'm just walking back and forth, keeping it simple, relating to the breath. As Sally was saying, um, I have my own experience of that, where as I start practice, the first thing I do is, is, am I relaxed? or has some type of tension come over me. So even when the walking practice, am I relaxed? And am I content? And what can I do to bring that sense of relaxation and contentment into the walking practice? Walking back and forth is a beautiful day, so that's very supportive. Walking back and forth, relax, content. And then from that, can I find what it feels like as I breathe, as I walk back and forth? And I need to change my pace as I walk back and forth so it's easier to find my breath. This gets extended to where even as you're standing in line um, waiting for lunch or even sometimes even during your work meditation, you actually might be able to find your breath, but not through strain or effort. But yeah, actually, I can feel my breath even as I'm vacuuming. So that's that's the, the direction that walking can help us find the breath in more complicated situations where there's a lot more stimulation. Again, you want to be careful not to strain to find the breath. You don't want to push away sights and sounds, push away anything that might be impeding, because that would be stressful. So you relax into the way things are, orient towards a sort of contentment in the way things are, and then from that basis, see if you can find what it's like uh, as you breathe. So that's the basic practice. And again, we'll learn about right effort. You'll learn about um, substituting the true relationship with the breath, just efforting. Maybe I can't, you might say, I can't be with my breath, so I'm just going to, I call it squinting the mind, like getting, trying to get concentrated with a little bit of stress, a little bit of grip. Um, you'll find that that um, backfires, it's agitating. So staying relaxed, content, and then seeing if you can find breathing sensations uh, while you do the walking back and forth. 
that's the general outline. And if you do find that you've, that you've gotten really locked on or a type of efforting has come over, it's okay every now and then just to, again, stop, open up, look at the space around you. You can do that in the hall, but outside you can really take in the view around you and dissipate any type of accumulated stress that has come on to, recover, to recover that sense of relaxation and contentment. And then again, from within that, see if you can find what it's like to find the breathing sensations. So um, let's all come to standing. We'll practice that a little bit, and then we'll uh, go do it out on our own. Just coming to standing, finding your balance. While you're standing here, open up to that sense of relaxation, being at ease, just in a different posture. Welcoming a sense of contentment, being easily satisfied. And then from within this standing posture, you might need to keep your eyes open so you keep your balance. Can you find breathing sensations, either the tip of the nose, in your chest, in your belly, in your throat, while you stand here? And some of you have closed your eyes in order to improve that possibility of finding the breath, but see if you can open your eyes and be aware of the breath. What you'll find is that you have to be very, very quiet while your eyes are open to even catch the subtlety of the breath sometimes. So it invites you into that uh, quiet, simple space where you can walk maybe with your eyes open and still have a chance to feel the breath. It'll be more subtle. Now you might rock back and forth left or right, just to simulate. The body will be going through motion. And while you're rocking back and forth, an attitude of relaxation, contentment. And is it possible to feel the breath? Even to rest your attention in the direction where you last felt the breath. The breath is roughly in my chest, it's roughly in my nose. And just one last time, don't try to get closer to the breath through stress or just effort. It's by allowing yourself to be quiet and content, that subtle things become accessible, like the breath, 
even when you ha- you're walking outside and there's uh, more stimulation. Just allow yourself to be content and quiet, walking back and forth. See if you can find the breath. Any stresses come over, stop, open up again, and then again start walking, see if you again can find the breath. Okay, enjoy that practice, see what you discover, and we'll fine-tune as we go. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.